From Harney's Cayman, I'm Nick Hoffman, Managing Partner of the Cayman Office, and you're listening to The Cayman Lawyer. On this episode, litigation and insolvency partner Katie Pearson has a chat with Associates Natasha Levy and Moesha Ramsey-Howe, recent Article Clark graduates, about their experiences throughout the programme. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. My name's Katie Pearson. I'm a partner with Harneys in the Cayman Islands, and I'm also the director of our Article Clark training program. And I'm extremely pleased to be here today with Natasha Levy and Moesha Ramsey-Howell, who are the two most recent graduates of that program. They've both recently completed their articles and been called to the bar in the Cayman Islands. And today we thought we'd just sit down and have a bit of a chat about their journeys so far and how they got to this stage. So Moesha, perhaps we can start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to choose a career in law? Thank you, Katie. So I had a fairly simple background. I went to the local law school. Before the local law school, I went to the local high school, Clifton Hunter, and I studied subjects like history, business studies, and social studies. After that, I went on to do my associate's degree at the University College of the Cayman Islands. And then moving on from there, I went to the Truman Bodden Law School or the University of Liverpool, the local one. I completed my bachelor's of law there. And then after that, moved to the University of Law in Bristol to complete my LPC, my legal practice course. So that's just a bit of background, after which I applied and started my Articles of Clerkship with Harneys in September 2019. And what was it in particular that attracted you about a career in law? So I think essentially what was really important for me was that I was able to recognize the strengths that I had in school. I was always better at languages than numbers. So that just, that was a big tick. I was also heavily involved in debating and youth advocacy. So I was actually on the Commonwealth National Youth Parliament, as well as the Cayman Islands Youth Assembly. I was also really involved in the legal sector in regards to volunteering my times to causes such as Legal Befrienders, where we give free legal advice to people on a Tuesday. And I think just as I progressed throughout my educational career, I was able to acknowledge and appreciate the influence that law has basically on our everyday lives. Natasha, you've had a bit of a longer route to qualifying as a lawyer before you decided to make the switch and undertake articles. You already had a very successful career in human resources. Can you tell us a bit about your journey and what inspired you to make the switch to law? So my journey was a little bit more unconventional than my colleague Moesha's. Although I don't have a great answer for you, Katie, I did not have this epiphany and find my way to 
the law. I can remember being a child and watching Matt Locke and Perry Mason and thinking, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I can do that. And then a starting college and deciding this is not for me. And I've had enough. And I went on to do business degrees, masters, the whole shebang, only to have this lingering nagging about the law. So I built a career in HR or human resources over, I don't know, 10 or 15 years and the law still lingered. And in some ways that would make perfect sense because there's so much legislative changes that were entering the world of HR that there was value to having a legal background. And a lot of North American professionals have law as a fallback or as a complement to their HR careers. But um, that's what eventually led me to kind of jump in and pursue a career in law. And it took me six, seven, eight years. I've lost track of how long it was because I attended the Truman Bodden Law School like Moesha, but I did it part-time. So it took me twice as long. And then I did my professional practice course locally. I then took a year off before I even started the article clerkship program. So it certainly has been a journey to arrive in this place, but it has been an interesting one. Thanks, Natasha. Now, during your articles, each of you had the opportunity to undertake seats in our three main departments in the Cayman Islands, which are litigation, insolvency and restructuring, transactional and private wealth. Are there any particular highlights or anything that particularly stood out for you from that experience? Natasha, I'll start with you if that's okay. Sure. I think there were maybe one or two things that were particularly interesting with experience. One of them is the judicial clerkship program, which is offered by the courts in Cayman. Having had a lot of friends who are attorneys and have done their articles locally, not a lot have taken advantage of the opportunity to work with the court. And I think that was instrumental, those 30 days working with the judges, understanding what they're looking for, their perspective, their perceptions, their their suggestions for the future and where they see the evolution of law. I think that bit was vital to my development. And the other thing that I think was critical in terms of the workplace here is to have a good attitude. I think having had a previous life in human resources, I think we underestimate the importance of a good attitude. And if I don't know anything practically about the law because I'm still learning, the only thing I can offer is a willingness to learn. And I think that having a willingness to learn was fantastic for me because over time, it gave the associates and the attorneys confidence that she might not produce 100% accurate work, but A, she's going to give a best effort and B, she's going to take the criticism as constructively as possible, right? And as you build a career, regardless of what it's in, it's important to be able to take on that feedback. So it was one of the things that I think was quite helpful in my time as an article clerk here. Moesha, moving on to you, any particular highlights of your articles? So I'll just piggyback off of what Natasha said. I completely agree that having a good attitude is absolutely essential coming into your training program. Having an open mind as well, just because we undertake a variety of different seats. So it's important to come in with an open mind. A lot of students may think, oh, I want to practice a certain area of law and sometimes may sort of not be as open to getting to know other areas of the law quite in depth. So I thought that was really good that I came in with an open mind and I was able to fully appreciate, you know, what each seat had to offer. But I would also say another highlight would have been just being able to really get involved in each practice during each seat, the ability to really get involved and to get a good understanding and foundation of what the seat offers, what 
what you know expectations would be like and I, I think that was really helpful in in understanding and maybe guiding where I wanted to end up in the end. I will also say the judicial clerkship was also a very interesting experience, completely essential in my opinion and I think having that time to be able to shadow the judges and the magistrates and be able to see the courts operate from a different perspective was really beneficial. So I think in terms of my overall articles of clerkship, that definitely tipped the scales a little bit, which was part of the deciding factor for me to join the dispute resolution team. Yeah, I think that was, those are some pretty good, those were some pretty good highlights. Yeah. And in terms of the difficulties or the obstacles that both of you encountered, obviously about halfway through both of your articles in March 2020, we were hit by COVID-19 and Cayman suddenly went into lockdown, not something any of us was anticipating. How did that impact on your articles and how did you overcome that significant obstacle? Moesha, I'll start with you. Well, I think it was a very unprecedented times and I, I remember receiving the email that we you know we would be working from home starting the Monday on the Friday because we had just had our first confirmed case on the island and I remember thinking and I actually remember approaching Katie and I said you know um it's a Friday afternoon so have you seen this email what am I gonna do about that (laughs) and it was just it was it felt like a really surreal experience because I obviously I have never seen a pandemic I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what working situations would be like. So everyone, as you sort of walk through the office, you see everyone was kind of dealing with it in their own way. You know, some people were basically packing up their desks (laughs) and some people were walking out with a book in hand and others walking out with like, you know, computer screens and everything. So it was really a surreal moment. But I think overall, we handled it quite well. We developed a system and, you know, uh, being an article clerk, it was still the same, still were able to reach out to people. I was still able to, you know, get work from people, ask questions when I needed to ask questions. And the training never stopped. The training was still there. There were still work to be done. And I think overall, despite, you know, the hiccup of COVID, it was still a positive experience throughout I do remember that Friday afternoon when you came into my office and you said, <laughs> what should I do on Monday? And I said, I said something along the lines of, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing on Monday. Um, right. Let's just keep in touch. Um, right. But we did keep in touch. And you know, the positivity that you showed throughout your articles continued through that turbulent mm-hmm. and unpredictable period. And you know, I think none of us knew how long it was going to last none of us expected it to last as long as it did but you know we kept in touch and through that communication we kept the show on the road basically what about you Natasha how was your COVID experience 
I think in some ways my COVID experience was a little bit different from Moesha's, partially because the elements of working from home, I automatically reverted to experience from my previous life professionally. So working from home and the setup and the discipline that comes with that was already in place for me. It was just a matter of logging in and getting on with, with the task at hand. What I do think was a bit of a challenge is that I missed learning by osmosis. I missed being in a room when people were talking about something that I knew nothing about and just sort of being a sponge and sucking it all in. Uh, so I think that was definitely a challenge. I think the benefit for me is that I had been with the transactional team for maybe six months before COVID arrived. So that meant I already had an idea of who the partners and the players were within the team. It also meant that I had an idea of what the output of any task should kind of look like so that I was able to get tasks as far as I could progress them and then reach out to ask questions. And I will say my team, I think I was really fortunate. My team was really good at calling me up on the phone and saying, okay, how are you doing? What do you have happening? Are you okay? There's a lot of change just as a human being. Are you okay? Which I think is helpful because I think sometimes we lose sight of the human element because we are thinking about the deliverables and the deadlines. Uh, so I think I fared COVID as well as could be expected, uh, all things considered. You've both chosen now that you've completed your articles, you've both chosen to qualify into different departments within Harneys. What influenced your decisions in that regard and what would you say are the main differences between the two departments. Natasha, do you want to go first? Sure. I think choosing which arm to be called into was incredibly difficult for me. I think 90% along the way, I was certain I was going to go into litigation. Katie and I had conversations that I'm sure she walked away thinking I was going into litigation because I walked away thinking I was going into litigation. I did think um, I might have persuaded you at a couple of points, correct. but you know. <laughs> correct. I, I really was convinced I was going into litigation, I always thought I would have been an advocate. If you think about, you know, me mentioning Perry Mason and, and Matlock, those are advocacy TV shows. So that's what you presume the law to be. My family and friends were convinced I would be a litigator and I still went the transactional route. And that was a couple of reasons. I think the first is that I wasn't certain transaction was a place to be. But what I did know is I would be a better litigator if I went that route in the future, having had a detailed transactional experience. And because I am still young in the law, there is no harm in me spending two, three, four years in transactional. And if it's not my forever home, crossing the line and going into litigation, and I will have a plethora of deep experience, knowledge, process, understanding, legislative understanding that I don't know that the average litigator brings to the table. So then that allowed me to straddle the fence and not be 100% committed and still have the ability to, to go back where I thought I would have been in the first place. Oh, that's interesting, Natasha. Moesha, you decided to take the other route and you've qualified into our litigation team. What was the thinking behind that? What attracted you about litigation? So essentially, I started out completely, my mindset was completely different. I remember being, I was working before in another law firm on the island and I was in the litigation team for a number of years. And I remember when I started law school, I said to myself, all right, I just want to focus on all the company subjects. I want to focus on the finance subjects. So essentially, that's what I ended up doing because I had already had experience in litigation. Um, so I was already familiar with the processes to some extent. I was a little bit more excited to learn about the transactional side of things. So when I went on to do the LPC, I ended up taking subjects like mergers and acquisitions and banking and finance because I thought the 
those would be the subjects that would, you know, help to propel me sort of towards the transactional side of things. But needless to say, having started my articles and having started in the litigation team, that was a complete... 180. After having started, I really just realized this is probably where I'm meant to be. It's just I was so much more in tune and I enjoyed it a lot more. There wasn't necessarily a typical day. There was the opportunity to sort of deal with a lot of complex legal theories, case laws and evolving statutes. And it's the game of interpretation. And it's basically you trying to figure out the best solution for your client. Having had previous litigation experience, I was a little on the fence, but after actually having done my litigation seat, the decision was already made in my mind, essentially a little. And I think doing the judicial clerkship at the courts was also something that also tipped the scales for me in that regard. So I did enjoy my time in all of the other seats and I did learn so much in the other seats, but I think I always kept thinking back to litigation. I just knew it was the department I was meant to be in, essentially. And we're very glad to have you. Thank you. So finally, I just wanted to ask you both, what are your top tips for aspiring lawyers or for students who think they might be interested in a career in law? Moesha, could you leave us with a couple of top tips? Uh, definitely. So I would say the first tip is to definitely know your strengths and have a good self-evaluation. Because for your career journey, you would be more fulfilled doing what is more important to you. You will be more fulfilled doing what you enjoy. You have to figure out what motivates you and what leaves you maybe feeling disengaged or frustrated and make a decision, you know, based tailor your decisions to your personality or your strengths, essentially. I would also say take the time to think about a career plan because it's never too early to get organized. It's never too early to start your research. And I would also say, gain some work experience, whether it's an internship or volunteer opportunity. I was working in a law firm um, from the age of 15. I started summer internships in the litigation department. And during that time, it really highlighted the importance of professionalism, building a good foundation within the workplace. And yeah, I think you have have lots to gain from actually practically, you know, practically doing, having some work experience. The last tip I would probably share is learning how to master your time management skills, because that is definitely a big aspect when throughout your law school journey, as well as throughout your articles journey. What about you, Natasha? What are your top tips? I would say there's probably three top tips I would hope someone will take away. The first is to recognize your limitations. The second is to prepare to be humbled. And then the third, attitude is king. In terms of recognizing your limitations, similar to Moesha's comment, although you have spent years and years, in my case, years and years and years studying to be in this place, and as much as I may know from a previous life, when it comes to the law, I am still, you know, at infancy. And recognizing what you do not know is almost more important than recognizing what you do know. It will help you ask questions, know which questions to ask, know who to ask the questions of. And so I think it's important to recognize your limitations. Secondly, prepare to be humbled, because I think 
no matter how much you have prepared for a task or a task has been assigned and you have spent what feels like copious amounts of times drafting a particular document, researching a particular issue, and you are as confident as you can be that you have done your very best, when you get feedback from a partner or fellow associate, it probably won't be as great as you think it will be. And to be fair, that's what you should expect. You should expect to hear, you did this well, but here are the things you missed. That is how you learn. And in order to embrace that learning, you have to be prepared to be humble, particularly if you're starting your journey, having had a previous life where you perhaps were the subject matter expert, but recognizing that irrespective of the person you're working with, age, experience, nationality, they all know more than you, including the legal secretary. So be prepared to be humbled, ask for help from wherever it needs to come. And I think it'll serve you in good stead. And then finally, as I've said a number of times before, which probably makes me sound like a broken record, attitude really is king. You cannot control the work that comes to you. In a lot of ways, you can only do your best for the output, which is unlikely to be perfect despite best intentions. And sometimes it can be hard to take the feedback on the chin, but at the same time, attitude is king. Well, thank you both. And on that very important note, attitude is king. And we're going to wind up our podcast now, but thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. Thank you to all our listeners for dialing in. We do put out content regularly on our Harney's podcast series. So subscribe if you want to keep up to date. And if you are interested in any of our opportunities for students and graduates, we do offer internship opportunities. We offer legal scholarships. And of course, we offer articles of clerkship. The details are on our website, so please do check them out. 